Connecting with Others, a Kinship Carers Victoria podcast. This podcast is the first in a new series on kinship carer self-care and well-being. It was recorded and produced on Jara Country, the land of the Jaja Wurrung people, and we extend our ongoing respect to all Kulin Nation peoples, the traditional custodians of these lands, and pay respect to the elders both past and present, and to the deep knowledge of the land that is embedded within the Indigenous communities. In my carer role, I've noticed that the friends I did have have now vanished. We can't go to a lovely restaurant with our grandson. Not fair on him, not fair on us. I gave up my work to look after the boys, and it did become isolated, I have to say that. Social connection and isolation have been studied extensively worldwide, with experts agreeing on the importance of social interaction for our well-being. People's need to belong is so fundamental, it has been considered central to human evolution, with group membership increasing the survival of the species through sharing and protecting food, shelter and resources. The research shows that being socially isolated or lonely is bad for your health, as much as smoking, obesity, substance abuse and other mental health issues. In previous studies by Kinship Carers Victoria, some carers have described feeling almost complete isolation from their former social circles once they became carers. Many of their friends had difficulty understanding the huge changes and pressures that come with the kinship carer role and the lack of free time they have for socialising. Carers described how their relationships with extended families also suffered, with family members upset that the carer's role took time away from their other children and grandchildren. We spoke with three carers across Victoria, their names are not published for privacy reasons, who shared their personal experiences of isolation and loneliness and life before and after becoming a kinship carer. I'm 65 years old, I'm living with my grandchildren. We've been there for 14, 15 years now. It was strange in the beginning because, you know, for a start, you've got to go back to six and a half and two and a half, back to the school, losing friends because I was always busy with the children. Yeah, it, it was just a different lifestyle altogether. Well, we were planning to retire, my husband and I, and then we got a call to say that a child had been born, had been placed in foster care. They were hoping to um, place him in kinship care. Uh, it was an absolute shock to the system, as you can well imagine. When we first got him, we were planning to retire and travel the world and do all sorts of things. And then we've got this beautiful baby boy and we had to start all over again. It has changed a lot with friends. All our friends are doing what we were going to be doing. They're all taking off on weekends. They're staying in beautiful little B&Bs and drinking Chardonnay and having nibbles. And well, we can't do that. I became a carer because my niece and nephew were in a very violent situation with their parents. And I've had the children for the last seven years now. And yeah, my life has changed dramatically because all my actual friends that I had prior to being a carer have dropped me and I don't socially have anyone anymore. To explore more on the subject, we looked at the work of Dr Michelle Lim, 
who is a clinical psychologist and senior lecturer from Swinburne University of Technology. She is currently researching chronic loneliness and works to address the issue through her position as chair on the Australian Coalition to End Loneliness. Dr Lim notes that groups of people more likely to be affected by chronic loneliness include retirees, the long-term unemployed, recent migrants with limited English, and those such as kinship carers who are looking after vulnerable people. One factor common to all of these groups is that they face barriers to what would be considered normal social interaction within their local community. People who have less social interactions with friends, family and neighbours experience more negative emotions, have lower levels of happiness, a lower sense of achievement and are more bored with their lives. They also endure poorer overall physical health, poorer sleep and have lower energy levels. Our kinship carers share more of their own experiences of isolation and the effect on their well-being. They also talk about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on their roles as carers. It's really affected me both physically and mentally. Physically, I've put on a lot of weight because I'm just at home. And mentally, it's the lack of um, adult stimulation, a lack of communication and because I live in the rural area there's not a lot of services available for us kingship carers around so it's really hard. We have also lost some friends because you know, our little grandson as are a lot of children in care um, has been diagnosed with autism and ADHD. We don't really get invited to too many places and some places we can't attend but look, physically, we're, we're lucky. We're, we're doing really well. We actually live on 20 acres. I have a beautiful garden. Um, my husband has um, berries and a, a veggie patch. So we are always out there doing things, which is why actually when the pandemic hit, we still managed to keep busy and quite happy in our little environment here. Same with our grandson. He, he was still able to go to school because he fitted in the category of um, the vulnerable children. So I didn't have to do the remote teaching, which I was ever so grateful for. But really, our lives didn't change all that much. I guess the hardest part was I couldn't go anywhere, even though I wanted to, but knowing I wasn't allowed to. That was the hard part, because if you're at home and you think, oh, I don't want to go out today, that's okay. But knowing you can't go out, that was a bit hard. <laughs> I did keep busy, but you still miss not seeing people. As far as um, socially, no, it hasn't affected me because I never had a social life anyway. But as for appointments with specialists and treatment for the children, we were cut off from everything, and which made the children regress in their traumas which made life very difficult for all involved. I have had a lot of help through counselling at the moment with children and our service supporter that we have, our co-worker, she really supported us really well through COVID. Practical steps to helping the situation. So what can you do if you are feeling lonely or isolated? Here's what the experts suggest. Understand and acknowledge your loneliness. 
Saying that you are lonely or isolated can be difficult because there can be a stigma or embarrassment attached to this. But recent research shows that one in four Australians are lonely. So there's no need to be ashamed of your situation. Don't be afraid of small talk. If you're shy or haven't been interacting socially of late, building confidence bit by bit is important. Small talk can be a way of practicing communication skills and building mini connections that might turn into something more. Say hello to neighbours or to other parents and carers at the school gates and try extending to a little chat. Consider getting a companion animal. Pet ownership has been linked to personal happiness but also to increased social contact. It can spark conversations with neighbours and other pet owners in the park and generally act as a trigger for interaction. Reconnect with old friends. Reach out to friends from your past. Many people welcome such efforts and the feeling that you care. If you plan a catch up, why not revisit a place or experience where you shared happy memories? Text old friends and share photos if you can't meet up in person. Look after yourself. Take small steps such as eating well or doing some gentle exercise, which may help you feel more comfortable with your own company and manage stress. Join a special interest group. Participation in clubs and sporting groups is a buffer against loneliness. Consider finding a hobby or learning something new, such as a book club or a life drawing class. Volunteer and look out for others. Volunteering is another way to help yourself feel more connected. Forming connections in a new situation requires effort, but helping someone for a cause gives an immediate feel-good rush. Look at using technology to increase your connections. Rather than using social media to compare yourself to other people's shiny, highly filtered lives, which can make you feel worse about yourself, consider seeking out online groups to get in touch with like-minded people. These might include groups for carpooling, borrowing of tools, book swapping, finding other people to exercise with, and other community-minded activities. There are many out there. The solution to loneliness isn't always just more social interaction. Everyone knows it's possible to be surrounded by other people, yet still feel lonely. If your loneliness isn't eased by social interactions, consider speaking to a doctor about what services and supports might be available for you. And remember, relationship skills can be learnt. Don't be put off if you're not feeling a close connection straight away. Keep at it. Our kinship carers share more of their experiences of how they are dealing with loneliness and share some positive stories. I think because the oldest was at school, you know, you join the PFA, you talk to people outside the gate when you're waiting for the, for the child. And once again, you get to know other people. Other grandparents also are at the school looking after their children. So you start making connections by just talking to people. Just, you know, how's the day? Who's your child? And that's broken the barrier already. So the next time you see them, you go, oh, and how's so-and-so? And that's how you make communication, by talking to people. 
now that we're able to meet up again, I belong to our local uh, U3A. That's my book club. We have a garden club. So I am now becoming more involved in the things that I'm interested in. You do have to make that step. No one's going to come knocking on your door and saying, listen, would you like to join this? Would you like to become involved in this? Look, even um, voluntary work. You can go to your local op shop and volunteer and you meet amazing people. Uh, you've just got to take that step. You've got to be confident enough to do that. I had to explain it to them from the start. Um, I'm a kinship carer. I have a grandson. They all are wonderful. They all admire me, which is just makes me feel uh, just blessed, I guess. I have a lot of support online through um, Kinship Carers Victoria and there's a couple of other kinship groups on like Facebook and all that sort of stuff that we talk that way. You need people that have walked the walk. No one else gets it. No one understands. And to be quite honest, prior to me becoming a kinship carer, I didn't even know that such a term existed. You know, I can understand when people have no idea of what we're doing and what we go through. Once I found out there was kinship, that broke all the ice and it was really fantastic because once a month you meet, you talk, you have speakers, you learn. Carers Cafe is another one that is absolutely fantastic and I strongly recommend it to anybody. They have so much out there on offer that we as grandparents or aunts or uncles or whoever can learn from to help the child. I've come a long way since I've been doing Carers Cafe. I love it. I'm quite happy to be keeping going on what I'm doing. It's my life. I've chosen to look after my grandchildren. If that means I miss out, which I don't feel like I am now with um, carers and all the other different groups that are out there, the children need to know that they're loved and wanted. And I think that's mostly important. The enormity of the role of a kinship carer and the changes it brings to carers' lives make them more at risk of social isolation and loneliness. But, as we've heard from experts and direct from carers, there are ways to address the issue. Statewide support organisations are listed along with this podcast as well as the series of resource booklets for kinship carers covering areas like mental health and family relationships, education and more. These can all be downloaded for free from the Kinship Carers Victoria website. In the next podcasts in this series, we'll explore other ways to improve well-being through exercise and simple meditation, diet and sleep, and taking up new hobbies and interests. This podcast was made possible by generous support from the Department of Families, Fairness and Housing and the Carer Cafe. <laughs>